Hello and welcome to the Vorthos cast. I'm Jay Anelli, and I am playing Fevrisk, a Leonin artificer with a magic spear and a bronze sable companion. I'm Lorelai Weissel, and I can't do math. I am playing Erythros, who is a golem fighter, an eldritch knight blessed with the power of Perforos, and a magic hammer that kills minotaurs, apparently. And I'm Brian Dawes, and I'm playing Bronte of Melitus, who also has a magical, or it's actually a magical javelin. I love that we both have magic. I have a magical spear, you have a magical javelin. Norlai has a magical hammer. Almost like someone planned that. And I'm Chris Delano, and I play every other character. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we are picking back up after a week break where we got to talk to James Wyatt, which was super cool. Um, That was a wonderful conversation, and there was a lot of discussion about goats, which I appreciated. And at the end of the last episode, the three of you adventurers had just solved a puzzle hidden behind a secret hallway that was built into the side of a wall of the city of Asphodel, the city of the returned. You were led there by a wonderfully helpful returned piper who had a goat friend who was just absolutely adorable and totally in place on Theros, as we discovered. They have definitely not gone extinct. Uh, After you solved the puzzle and you opened up this secret passageway, the secret door, you discovered the last thing that you saw was what appeared to be a living human woman stuffing her face with food and wine at a table just absolutely covered in delicious food. Um, And that's where we left off. She turns around and she sees the three of you after hearing the door raise up, and you can see a moment of panic flash across her face. She immediately drops the food in her hands and the goblet of wine and spills it everywhere, and she turns around, stands up, holds her hands in the air and goes, I can explain! Wait a minute. Her eyes narrow and she looks at you and she goes, You're not dead. How did you get in here? This is my palace and you are not welcome here. I will summon the guards. You're not dead either, so what gives Mm -hmm. you any authority over us? To be fair, lady, I don't even know if I'm actually technically alive, so... If, If you were in charge here, why were you panicking just now when you saw us? I don't have to answer any of your questions. I'm going to call the guards. And she starts like reaching around behind her without turning around, like feeling along the top of the table. She's knocking over some some plates and items. And she goes, where is my mask? I will call the guards as soon as I find my mask. I cast hold person on her. Um, all right. What is that saving throw? DC 13 wisdom. DC 13 wisdom saving throw. I prefer Marvel 13 Wisdom. She succeeds. Rude. Uh, She does see you cast a spell, and thinking that this is going to uh, turn into a fight, she scrambles around and hops onto top of the table and starts running across it and looking around the room for something. I would like to make a perception check for for her mask. Uh, Yeah, give me a perception check. Oh, shoot. I put my dice. Oh, no. Um, let's see, perception. That is a 14. You do not see it. Does anyone else want to make a perception check to see if you can see this mask that she's looking for? Sure, I will. 
16. All right. Um, a 16 will see it. Uh, Lorelai, do you want to... Excuse me. <clears throat> Arethros, do you want to make a perception check as well? No. Okay. Um, well, Feverisk, you do see it uh, directly under the chair where she was just sitting, currently covered by part of a piece, a hunk of bread. Uh, you see what looks to be a sort of ornate golden mask. Uh, she has not noticed it yet. Can I dash over there with my... I, I, it, it's not combat, but like I have the feline agility, so I can move mm-hmm. very, very quickly. Can I dash um, over there real quick and grab it? You can, but I do want you to give me a sleight of hand check. Okay, sleight of hand is plus two. Ten. All right. She got a ten on her check to see if she noticed you. So she sees you dive for that mask, and she's going to dive for it as well. Give me an athletics check. (laughs) Six. (laughs) Can I uh, cast a fog cloud between her and the mask? Can you do what? Cast fog cloud between her and the mask. What is the radius on fog cloud? Uh, 20 feet, but I would place it further away from Jay, or from Frivrisk. How big is the room? The room is not that big. The room is only about 20 feet by 20 foot. So if you cast it, it will fill the entire room. Well, I I pick a point so I could just have Mm -hmm. the point centered on on a corner of the room closest to where she is, right? She is standing on the table directly above where the chair to the mask is. Okay, then never mind. Yeah. I, I, I see what you're you're going for, and you can do it, but it's going to also make it so no one can see the mask. Well, that's, that's going to defeat the purpose, so never mind. Um, but what was your athletics roll, Jay? Six. <laughs> ah, she, uh, she beats you in her athletics roll and manages to grab the mask uh, out of your hand while you're also grabbing it. Um, and she pulls it away from you. Before she puts it on, can I, like, lunge at her to tackle her? Uh, I will give you that, and then we might have to move into an uh, initiative. But we'll find give out. Me, give me, give me an attack roll. No, this isn't not to like, just to like rest- like I want to like bear hug her. This isn't like a okay. hurt her. It's a grapple check. It, it, it is still. I'm going to treat it as an attack uh, action. Okay. And you can use your proficiency because you are uh, a martial expert. Uh, you're a fighter. Yes. It's generally what fighters are good at. Okay, that's a four. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to manage to 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 grapple uh, grapple her. Um, so I I, I just kind of I just kind of trip and fall forward and crush the table under my weight. Oh, you definitely do, and she also starts slipping a little bit with you. Uh, she has not put on the mask quite yet, um, and at that point. I do want us to go into initiative. So if you can each give me an initiative roll, please. I sure can. It's caught. Ten. For Feverisk. Twenty. I don't want to say mine because it's bad. (laughs) It's a two. Oh. (laughs) That's the sound I thought in my head when I rolled the two. All right. Uh, I know her name, but y'all don't know her name, so I won't say it. I have to stop myself because I will give things away. I've been known to do that on accident. (laughs) All right. So uh, she is currently sort of 
standing precariously on what is a broken table. Um, I'm going to say Erythros for your turn. Uh, since you fell into the table, uh, you are going to be considered prone, yeah. so you will have to use your movement to stand up. Yep. Uh, otherwise, uh, we're going to start at the top here with uh, Bronte with a twenty. So there's a it's a room with a table and chairs. How many mm-hmm. chairs? How long is the table? Uh, the table is probably about uh, eight feet long. It takes up most of this room. Uh, the room is only about like 20 foot by 20 foot, like I was saying earlier. It's not a particularly big dining room. Uh, there are, prob- I would say, um, about uh, four chairs on each side of the table with a chair at each end. Um, she was sitting on one of the sides she wasn't sitting at like the head of the table so you're sort of facing the table as it is laid out horizontally uh in front of you um the chairs are a little bit in disarray now um definitely the one she was sitting at has been knocked during the struggle to get her mask uh there are four or there are the four other chairs on the other side of the table which are actually sitting pretty normally uh there's a couple of like runners along the walls on the far sides where you would put like food and things of that sort. Um, There's two doors uh, opposite of where you are, which look to be sort of like the main entrances to this room and then a servant's door to the right. Okay. Um, Do I hear anything coming from either of the doors so far? Um, You would have to give me a perception check if you would like to do that. Um, 20. Uh, you don't hear anything. It actually sounds deathly silent, other than what's going on in this room. Okay. Um, I'm going to run up and uh, try to assist uh, Urethros in grabbing her, possibly uh, trying to cover her mouth so she can't call for help. All right. Give me uh, an attack roll. Uh, I will say you are, yep, you're a cleric. That is a martial class. So attack roll with proficiency plus your strength. All right, so that's a 15. You just managed to not grab her. She just sort of pulls away uh, using the weird height advantage that she has. She has the uh, higher ground at the moment being on this crush table uh, to dodge you. So, okay, so she's on the table, but she reached down to beneath the chair to get the mask. Uh, when Fevris grabbed the mask and pulled it up, she was able to grab it from him. Okay. Uh, so she was on the table, leaned down, pulled the mask up from him, was standing on the table as Erythros brought it down. <laughs> so really, Fevris did most of the work in getting the mask out. So thank you, Fevris. You're very helpful. I right. sort of helped. I guess I'm just next to her now. Uh, it is actually her turn now. Um, and she is going to attempt to... Uh, disengage and do a backflip off the table onto the ground behind it. So putting the table between her and the rest of you. Uh, And then she is going to pull out a long thin blade from behind her back that you did not see there before and it seems to be coated with some sort of Nyx aura. And she holds it out and points it to you and says you all need to calm down. And then she just stands, holding the mask in one hand. All right, who's, uh, is it my turn? Uh, it is now going to be your turn, because we know that Erythros did not do very well. All I right. got it, too. <laughs> I, um, 
I, 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 I look around at the, the scene around me, at the uh, ineptitude of my uh, colleagues and myself, uh, and I, I do not reach for my spear. I put my hands up and go, peace, peace, human. We, we, we talk, all right? Uh, it was strange coming across you in here. Can we start over here? Uh, is that your, your That's turn? That's my turn. Yeah, I'm not going to attack. All right, Erythrus, it's your turn. Uh, well, I guess I'm standing up since that's a thing I should do because someone didn't roll good last turn and ended up with me on the ground. So I'm going to stand up a little bit shaken and just lift up my hand and point at her and say, she's got a sword. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Captain Obvious. Uh, back to the start, I suppose, if that is going to be your turn, uh, Bronte. Maybe we can come to an arrangement. If you don't um, call whatever help you were planning on calling, we won't be forced to continue this little struggle or whatever this is. What do you say? Still standing there it is now her turn in the initiative order. Uh, I'm going you- to hold my action in case she attacks, basically, or calls for help. She uh, standing there. <laughs> pointing at you with her sword um, is going to take the mask and hold it up right next to her face. And you can see that this is a like bejeweled ornate gold mask that almost looks like it has a crown at the top of it with more jewels adorning it. And she, she holds it up. She goes, Oh, I don't need to make deals with any of you right now. I have my mask again. And then she's going to place it over her face. And as she does, you're going to see the three of you, this swirling blackish bluish smoke sort of surround her and in a moment it's there and a moment it's gone and she is standing there very clearly a returned her skin is gray and mottled it's not painted like it was before uh you see this sort of wispy dead looking hair which would used to be which previously was brown and lively she stands there in these just Fancy as you can imagine, the most expensive robes you've ever seen a person wearing. Still holding her sword in one hand, still blessed with the Nyx light, she looks at you and she goes, Guards. And at that point, you all start hearing rumbling from the walls around you as she begins to disappear, dissipate into that blue green, that blue black smoke. And from the doors to this room, all three of them come pouring out, returned. So that was her turn. Uh, in the room now, standing with you, appear to be four guards. Uh, they are just returned. They're wearing very basic cloths over their uh, bodies. They have gold masks, but they're not very fancy looking. They're very basic, very simple gold masks with frowns on them. Uh, and they are holding broadswords. Bronte, you held your action. Would you like to use it? So four how close were these guards to me? And did they all come out of the same door or are they? Um, so there's the two doors across from you between uh, the tables between you and those two doors. Uh, three of them came through those two doors and one of them came from the door to the right. Uh, I would say each of them is probably about 10 feet ish away from you since you are at the table. And she is no longer in the room. Uh, you don't see her in the room anymore. You can make an attempt to see if you can see where she went, 
But the sure. last you saw was sort of a haze of blue-black smoke. Sure. Natural 20. Yep. So you actually saw, uh, while everyone else was sort of startled by these skeletons, you were really waiting for something to happen. Uh, and you actually saw that smoke go through that uh, door directly behind her, one of the two entry doors. You saw it go through the door to the left. Okay. I'm going to call out, she went this way, and going to begin chasing her, and I will um, make another grapple attempt if I get into melee range with her. Uh, well, you are going to run by two of the uh, returned who will take attacks on you. Oh, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess I misunderstood that part. Um, yeah. there were Three of them came through those doors, uh, which are pretty close to each other. And then one of them came through the servant's door, which was to the right. And is that door still open? All of the doors are still open. Okay. And I, I can't... I guess the door that I saw that she went through, I can't see her down that hallway. Or does that, is there a turn or something that obscures where she would have gone? Um, I will say with a natural 20, you could tell that there was some sort of turn immediately after that door. Um, but you can see that there is some wispy smoke that is still going that way. So she probably hasn't gotten that far, but she is through a door and behind two, uh, two returned. All right. Um, can't see her, so can't do that. Um, I'm going to cast... I should probably just save spell slots, whatever. I'm just going to attack the first zombie that I see in front of me. All right. Um, that is a 15. That will definitely hit it. And with my spear, I deal four points of damage. All right. Uh, that is a pretty effective blow against it. Um, you see it sort of, the spear catch its arm and its arm jerks back. And there's just a lot of this sort of like disgusting zombie blood. What color is it? You know what? It's sort of a black icker. Nice. Frexia. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we Stop. are now on Phyrexia. <laughs> that is the sum total of evidence we need to conclude Phyrexia. <laughs> yep, Phyrexia on Theros. I mean, Elspeth brought it with her. Obviously. Jesus Christ. Uh, Feverisk, it is your turn. Okay, so I see where uh, this little human that has been coming along with us has pointed. And uh, he's he's engaged uh, one of them already, right? Yes. All right, so I will engage one of the other ones that are nearby, uh, along with uh, my bronze sable, whose name is Gataki. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so Gataki will run up and do a force empowered rend, and that is pl- plus four, a fourteen. That'll hit it. All right, and then I need a one. D8 roll. Forgot about that. Let me pull my D8 out. Four, six damage. All right. You uh, do a significant, your Gataki does a significant amount of damage to another one of the returned. Um, speaking of them, it is now their turn. Well, well, that was just my mm-hmm. bonus action. Oh, oh yeah. You get an actual action. Go <laughs> ahead. So I'm going to run up behind Gataki uh, and behind the Bronze Sable, I'm going to jab. Uh, with two hands using my spear, Orumai. And uh-huh. uh, that is a plus five. 
Oof, eight. Ah, uh, you miss it. The uh, hit from Gataki through the returned a little off balance, and your spear did not catch purchase where you thought it would. All right, that's my turn. Um, it is their turn now, and one of them is going to make an attack on Bronte, the one that you hit, uh, and that is going to be a 16 to hit you. Does not hit. Does not hit. All right. Uh, the other one is going to make an attack on the Bronze Sable, uh, and that is going to be a 19 to hit. That is a hit. All right. That is going to be five damage, five piercing damage, if that's at all relevant. It is not. Okay. Okay. Uh, the other two um, are going to run in, and one of them is going to make an attack on Feverisk, and that is going to be a 10 to hit Feverisk. So, that's a miss. Yep. So these things are not uh, very coordinated. They are dead, after all. <laughs> uh, and the other one is going to be a 13 on Bronte. Does not hit. Nope. Uh, they are not very effective. Let's put it that way. Um, now it is Erythros. It's your turn. All right. So so if I'm looking at the room, there's a door to the left with two returned in front of it. And then in like in the middle-ish of the room are Bronte and Feverisk. And then behind them are two more returned. Uh, so if you're looking from the door that you entered from, yeah. there are two doors directly across from you on the opposite wall. Yeah, uh, They're pretty close to each other. Three of the returned came through those two doors. Uh, they are now pretty much all gathered around in the same spot. Um, and now there's another return that came from a door to your right from the main entrance. Okay. Yes. Um, they're all kind of in the same general area right now, though. If you want to do something that does an area of effect, uh, you can tell me, and I can tell you whether or not you could avoid hitting your your party members. Well, no, I'm I'm, I'm just trying to figure out what the room actually looks like to figure out what I can actually do, or what I want to do. Wh which are the two returned that have been attacked already? Did they come in through the far door? No, they came in through the door directly across from the main entrance to the left. So there's two of them standing right next to each other. Okay. That were damaged by the Bronze Sable and by Bronte. Okay. Um, so the closest one is probably the one that came in th through the right door. Uh, they have all ran up and joined the same melee, so they're all pretty close to you. I'm going to attack one of the ones that has not been attacked. All right. Uh, do, do with the Warhammer. I'm going to do some heckin' Warhammers, hopefully. Um, not if I roll like this. This is not... A good night. That is going to be... It's a nine. Yeah, that's not going to hit it. You're going to swing a little wide. Sorry, I'm bad at D&D. &D. <laughs> the dice are the biggest enemy in any D&D &D game. It's fine. If you have nothing else for your turn, it'll go back to Bronte's turn. Yeah, I don't have anything else for this turn. All right, Bronte, it is your turn again. I will point at my spear... And, or I'll point my javelin at the one that I struck mm -hmm. and say, by Keronos be judged, and I will cast Toll the Dead on this um, on this returned. So it needs to make a DC uh, 13 wisdom saving throw. Uh, it will not pass. How much damage is this? Cox. Oh, same number. Eight. Eight points yeah. of necrotic. Uh, 
It will shrink away and return to its corpse-like state. You will watch the life exit out of it. So yeah, you killed that one. Uh, while it's on its way down, can I grab its mask? Sure. You now have a uh, gold-returned mask. It is very basic and has a frown on it. Your basic. <laughs> Thanks, Santiago. If there's nothing else for your turn, we will go back to Feverisk. Yeah, I can't move past through the mm-hmm. uh, through toward the doors without taking an AOL, right? No, they are, everything is in melee with you at this point. Sad day. Mm-hmm. I am going to spin my and attack with my spear the um, the the returned who got into my space and tried to hit me directly. Mm-hmm. And that is a uh, 22. Oh yeah, that definitely hits it. Alright, and... And 7 damage. Uh, that one also, uh, as you hit it, it crumples to the ground, and you see whatever was animating it, whatever soul had filled its life, uh, is now gone. Alright, and then... Um, my bronze sable is going to use force empowered rend again on the one it had attacked earlier for 11 uh 11 will not hit it all right just shy hmm if that's your turn back to erythros can you or no the skeletons okay so there's still two skeletons standing oh excuse me (laughs) there are no skeletons here what i'm using i'm using return stat blocks those are things that exist (laughs) is this why my attack rolls are bad is because you're throwing more skeletons at me yeah you don't have a good history against those i'm using a um so a little side for D &D moments uh sometimes when you can't find exactly what you're looking for you take something else use that and then just sort of adjust the numbers where you want them to be for your encounter so uh yeah anyways that might be how I developed these returned guards. As a second aside, I'm referencing a moment in one of the one shots we did where we fought a bunch of skeletons and I missed, I think I did like five attack rolls in that entire battle and I hit once. It was terrible. Anyway, it was something like that. Resume. Um, yes. Uh, so the two returned guards who are definitely uh, up and alive, well, undead. Uh, one of them is going to make an attack on the bronze sable, and it will be yeah. Well, you know, it keeps trying to keeps trying to kill him. Uh, will a sixteen hit your sable? Yes. All right, uh, that's going to be five more damage. Uh, Gataki is sparking and lets out this mechanical whine that is just so sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other one is going to attack you, and that's a six. The only thing these can hit is the sable, apparently. But it is now Erythros' turn. Alright. So, here's what we're gonna do. I am going to take a swing at one of the returned. I don't know why I said that whole thing very slowly. (laughs) Um, You're building suspense. That was not suspenseful. That was me thinking and hoping I don't roll miserably. I'm very angry now, like, just swinging both hands. Um, That's going to be better. Uh, It's going to be a 17. That will definitely hit. Sweet. There's no doubt about that. Um, Hey, that's not the right thing to roll. Uh, so that'll be eight damage. 
Oof, that is a massive blow. Uh, it is still standing, but it is definitely uh, reeling from that attack. Back up to Bronte's turn. All right, so... There's one that looks okay and one that looks like it's literally a strong, stiff wind would knock it over. I just kind of do like a guttural, angry roar, because I actually got a hit in. Just like a... Ah! Are there any between the door and me? Uh, no, you could run through the door. You would provoke one attack of opportunity, though. From the, from the return that has not just gotten bludgeoned by a hammer. Sure. Uh, I will... Um, uh, I'll run past and I'll take that attack of opportunity. Alright. Uh, that is going to be an 8 to hit you, which I don't think will. Um, so you are through the door, and as you cross over that door threshold, you realize that you are in a hallway, um, and there is... A kind of goes off to the left and the right, and you believe you saw her with your perception earlier running to the right. Okay, I will uh, dash that way. I guess if how long does hallway look? Uh, it goes for about forty feet and then turns to the left, um, and you can't see what's after that turn at the moment. But as if you want to run all that forty feet to that turn, um, you can. I will. Uh, as you get to that turn in the hallway, you look down, and there's another about 20 feet with doors uh, on either side that look like normal doors, uh, and then a door at the far end. Okay, do I hear footsteps running away from me, coming from any of the doors? Um, you don't, but you do see that the far end door looks like it has just closed. It's closing as you're rounding the corner. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and I think that'll be your turn uh, if you took the dash action to get all the way down there. Yeah. All right. Uh, which means that you have left your party behind and now Feverisk and Erethros have to deal with these last two. So Feverisk, it's your it's turn. It's fine. Uh, I, I, I see him run away through the door and I just give a guttural. Uh, just so tired of this. <laughs> um. And I will whip my spear back around and stab the remaining returned that was attacking um, Gataki. All right. And that's a miss. Uh, (laughs) That was was, uh, eight. Um, And then Gataki will use Force Empowered Rend on that Mm -hmm. return. And that is a 16. That will definitely hit. That is a uh, eight damage. Oof. So uh, just like the one that had taken the hit from the hammer before, uh, there are now two very hurt returned. Uh, They kind of look a little dazed at the moment, as if they're not used to taking any damage. Um, uh, It is their turn. And uh, they're actually so distracted by the two massive hits they took, which are almost their entire health pool. Uh, they're going to be attacking uh, Kataki with disadvantage. And that's going to be a miss for the first one. And then the second one is going to attack you with disadvantage, Feverisk. Uh, and that's going to be a 17. Oof. That's a yeah. hit. All right. Uh, that's going to be five damage to Feverisk. Okay. Done. All right. Uh, and now it is Erythros' turn. There are two standing, and they look like a strong, stiff wind would knock them over. 
I'm just going to kind of look back and forth between these two uh, and say, I'm getting really tired of you people, if you can even call yourselves people anymore. And I'm going to swing my Warhammer at one of them. All right. That'll be a 14. Uh, that'll hit it. It's going to be eight again. Just like obliterate it. Yeah, it is. It's kind of gross. It just splatters across the wall. Yeah, you you put chunks of this zombie across the entire room, which is a little gross because there's also like delicious food in this room, and now it's covered in. Zombies. Oh, I can't eat. They everything is equally inedible to me. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so I'm gonna do like a backhand swing to splatter that zombie, and um, I'm gonna take my action surge and okay. spin around and make an unarmed strike to punch the other one in the face. Do it. Uh, that is also going to be a 14. Uh, that'll hit it. I believe it's going to kill it. It's uh, four damage. Yep, that's enough to knock it out. I'll punch it, and it, its head flies clear off and squishes on the wall like an overripe cantaloupe. <laughs> and then the body just kind of crumbles. And I just kind of roar and go, Ah, how do you like me now, you gray bastards? All of the uh, immediate threats are dead, so I'm going to take us out of turn order. Um, Bronte has run down the hallway. Uh, Feverisk and Arethos, you are left in this room. W- what is the plan? Oh, I don't know. I uh, Well, I um, pat Gataki on the back as I start to walk through the door that our stupid little human companion just ran through all by himself. And that activates Gataki's repair action which he has three mm-hmm. a day, where it can heal 2d8 plus 2 damage. So that's 6, 9, uh, 11 damage healed. Nice. <laughs> first things first. So just for clarification, is this the same day that we left Melodus? Uh, I think there was a a break on the way that you took. Um, but okay, so it's the same day as the Minotaur then? It's the same day as the Minotaur. Okay. Yes. That you defeated the Minotaur and then traveled here and ended up in this wonderful situation you're in. It wasn't that wonderful. Bronte, you're standing in a hallway and there is a door at the far end that you know just closed. And then there's two doors on either side of you. Well, real quick, as I walk through the door, do I see Bronte or did he go around a corner? He went around a corner. Can I use like investigation to see if I can fig- use my advanced cat senses to see where you went uh you know i can uh i can say that you rolled and no matter what you rolled you know exactly where he went because there's only one turn oh fair enough (laughs) (laughs) so it's pretty easy to tell where he went all right i go around the corner with kataki at my heels and follow all right arethros are you going to follow up as well are you going to bask in the glory of your victory for a little while longer i'm going to can I find some grapes on the floor to put into my jar that I ferment wine in? Uh, there are some grapes, but they are covered in zombie blood. Oh, yeah, that's fine. I don't know the okay. difference. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll scoop those up and squish them in my hand into the thing in my chest and seal it back up and then follow along. <laughs> Jesus. You're going to kill someone again. <laughs> you right. don't know that. So, yeah, y'all are standing in this hallway. I'm going to approach the door and see if I hear anything before, like, looking to open it. Um, give me a perception check. 
Well, 24. Yeah, you uh, you can hear through the door the sound of one pair of like hard-soled shoes walking across a stone floor. But that's all you can hear through the door. Is is Feverisk up next to him? Yeah, y'all y'all have all gathered oh, at this point. Right. In the I, I I lean in a little close to Bronte and I give him the full toothy grin and say, "Don't run off from us again. You left us behind." I will also lean in and at regular speaking volume say, you can run off if you want, kid. I don't really care. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I figured I would have a little bit of time before they got next to me to be able to to threaten me or tell me they don't care. But uh, once I hear the step footsteps and I don't hear anything, any other movement in the room, I would have opened the door out Kraken's to look in and then to, to continue following. Okay, so you're just going to open the door? I'm going to open it a crack, see what else is in the room before opening it fully and continuing in. Uh, as soon as you crack open the door, you hear the four doors behind you crack open. And with the gathered three of you in the hallway, as you start to open this door, it seems to have triggered some sort of trap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hmm, surprising. And the doors also in this hallway open up and I'm saying, I I don't want to give you a number because that might diminish the effect of it. The hallway completely fills with gray bodies with gold masks as they completely and totally surround the, the, the party on every side. They actually come through the door that you just opened. You could not hear them because as they are dead and they were standing perfectly still, they were making no noise. They push through and surround you, and you actually, the number of them, the size of them, you think some of them might be crawling on the backs of the other ones. You lose sight of everything else around you in this room, and you can feel yourselves getting sort of pushed and shoved by these zombies that are just crowding around you with their blank gold faces. What's, is there like, is there a clear spot above us in the, uh hallway like so is there, there something is, on the roof for me to grab onto if i jumped uh there is a smooth ceiling to the oh, hallway yeah. okay and you're actually losing sight of it as it appears that some of these return are crawling on top of each other to stare down at you well this is kind of weird <laughs> uh so i i get down on all fours and start to crawl through them uh to the door that Bronte was looking on. Can I can I like wiggle through them a little bit even though I can't see? Uh you know, it actually it's hard for you to see through their legs, but they seem to be sort of without actually grabbing you or even pushing you, uh just with the force of their numbers and their bodies are sort of directing you all through that door. Hmm. Oh good. All right, well I guess we're going through. <laughs> Mm, let's get out of this hall. I, I'm just imagining Feverish just like, mm, all right, let's get out of this hall as we're surrounded <laughs> with, I mean, like, it's it's dozens upon dozens of these zombies that are filling every corner of this hallway um, as they sort of are ushering you through that door that Bronte was cracking open. And you can't actually even see when you've passed through the door. You just know that you have because for a moment there's fewer and then there's the same number as before, as if perhaps you had to cross through a barrier of some kind. Um, 
as you all now find yourself in a a large room completely surrounded by these returned and with a little clap of hands they all start sort of dispersing again from you almost as if they were a fluid that is just now being released and they leave the three of you standing close to each other in the center of what appears to be an absolutely grand throne room the returned line the sides of the of this this room um they link arms with each other and stand facing you unmoving and in front of you is a throne and on top this throne is on top of a dais that is probably a good four feet high and sitting on the throne appears to be the returned woman living woman that you saw earlier who had donned her mask and she's stand she's sitting very relaxed very much in the full power of her abilities looking down at you and she clears her throat and all of the returns simultaneously face down to the ground well you appear much hardier than the usual thieves i leaves i encounter i don't even know how you got through past my guards past these wonderfully compliant guards so how about i do make you an offer does that sound good to you i'm no thief human what do you want I need some help. I'm sure you've heard that before. More humans need help. You see, I have been gifted with the wonderful powers of the knowledge of the dead. I have been gifted this wonderful boon of this city full of jewels and gold of which none of these care about. But I know that I do. And yet, something is stirring outside my city to challenge me. I'm sure you've encountered something along your travels that would let you know of this. Um, there seems to be a Minotaur encampment. They're gathering just a few hours outside of my city walls. And while I could send the might of my army, the army of Asphodel, of which I am now the queen. And there's a pause and she kind of looks at you expectantly. I just have no reaction. Deadpan. I don't care. You, you bow to... Whatever. You're... You're not my queen, human. You won't even allow me my little indulgences. If you could, perchance, help me with this Minotaur encampment, I'll provide you with whatever, I guess, your assassins, maybe? Maybe you're sent here by a rival? Um, who knows? I'll provide you with whatever you need to go back and prove I'm dead. But I do need that Minotaur encampment taken care of. Hmm. This job keeps getting worse and worse. Agreed. I just want to go back to Oreskos. Well, once you challenge the leader of the Minotaurs and uh, defeat him in single combat, uh, the rest of the campment should disperse. Sounds like uh, you're kind of shtick, Urethros. How much am I getting paid? If you bring me his horn, I'll give you whatever you want. I've got plenty of gold, I've got jewels, I've got blessed items from the gods. How would you feel about an amulet from Karametra? Hmm? Amulet from Karametra? And she she reaches behind her and kind of digs through uh, like the seat cushions of the throne. She goes, I think there's one in here. And she pulls out this amulet of, of white gold and green jewels. And she goes, oh yeah, amulet of, uh, of Karametra. Do you want that? I can give you that. How about, I think I have some swords, like four or five of them that were touched by perforos at some point in time yeah i got a hammer just, like that already i want money 
How much? I can give you whatever you need. It's not like I'm wanting here. Alright, so time out real quick. Yep. Remind me what the sparkly dude who let us free from prison wanted. He wanted us to stop the influx of gold and stuff from... And if you want to roll an insight check to learn more about this uh, mysterious I'm going to roll an insight check. uh, Yes. (laughs) To consider this human woman with access to lots of gold in Critical fail. One. Yeah, you have no idea what's going on here. I got a 16. (laughs) I'm very confused by your human ways. Yeah, with um, an insight check of 16, you, Bronte, definitely can kind of piece this together. Um, She seems to be filthy rich with all of this gold uh, and definitely has been buying food and jewels, just like uh, your friend uh, Orlis had said earlier, um, from Melitus. And you can imagine what kind of damage having this influx of gold into a city could cause. So, yes, to give you an idea, she is exactly what you've been tasked to stop. I think she's the cause of our problems here. I, I lean over to Bronte and I say, human, human, come here, come here, come here. And I, I kind of lean in and whisper and I say, someone was talking to me about economics. Can you explain to me what that is? Oh, uh, boy. Um, I'll have to explain it later. I don't, mm. I, I don't think this is the time, but we can... Figured out. So, uh, Urethros, is this this your jam? Is this are you down for this? <sighs> Fighting a Minotaur. I, this lady could pay me as much as she said she can. I'm down for any fight she got. All right, let's go get this Minotaur's horn. Oh, so the three of you come to a conclusion. Mm, we'll do your bidding, human. Want to note? It's not your bidding. I chose to be hired to fight this Minotaur. Oh, absolutely. Um, If you hadn't have chosen to fight this Minotaur, you would have been choosing a fate much, much worse. But I will thank you for it. Um, Of course, if you'd like to stay the night or rest up, the Minotaur encampment is only about an hour or two outside of the city walls at this point. We can actually see their dreaded bonfire from the top of the walls. It's quite disgusting. Most absolute mongrels and monsters out there do you control a satyr returned with a goat oh i don't control any returned they just admire me i want that goat i don't want to know what you want to do with the goat um i'm a little concerned (laughs) i lick my i lick my teeth a little bit um she just kind of looks around she goes but on that question nothing living is within these walls Again, not entirely sure if I'm living or not. Insight check. I believe her. <laughs> um, you believe that she's dead. I mean, she looks like a return. No, I don't believe that. <laughs> I believe that there's no other living things inside the city. Um, she goes, but yes, I can arrange for you to uh, rest up and recover. Don't, you know, do anything funny, of course. I have eyes everywhere and then perhaps in the morning you can set out on a wonderful trip to a minotaur encampment where you will probably die terrible deaths but you might succeed and if you succeed i'll give you anything you need again not sure if i'm alive or can even die (laughs) also i'm gonna kick that minotaur's ass 
It's going to look really good. You should come with and watch. We'll fight some Minotaur. I'm not leaving this encampment or this palace um, for some shoddy Minotaur encampment. But uh, be my guest. Stay the evening. I can uh, have my courtiers assist you. Uh, So she waves her hand and a couple of, uh, not a couple, several of the returned that are lining the walls of this court of this throne room uh, step away and they form two lines at the door, uh, creating almost a little hallway of the returned. Uh, and they all face you. And then she sort of motions. She goes, go ahead. You can rest up for the evening. It'll be fine. Before we go, could I trouble you for a glass of wine? Mm. Ah, yes. The customary offering of wine for the queen. Oh, are you are you offering me wine? I brew it myself. It's delicious. Absolutely not. <laughs> but I appreciate it. That is insulting, and I will consider myself insulted. But it's potentially a wise choice. Yes, she is. She's offering you a place to rest for the evening, uh, to recover, and not be dead for your Minotaur fight, which hopefully will be the next day. After she rejects the wine, I, I turn to Bronte and Feverisk with my thumb and kind of gesture towards her. What a buzzkill! <laughs> mm, we'd have a better chance against those Minotaur with those amulets you were waving at us earlier. Oh, I'm not going to send my amulets out there. Not yet. Mm. What, so that you can die and leave them with amulets? These are powerful, magical artifacts, I think. (laughs) Uh, Feverisk produces a pair of dice in his hand, and he says, "Mm, You want to play for them? My sable against those amulets? She's kind of staring down at your sable for a moment, and she thinks about it. And you sort of get the idea that this has actually piqued her interest a little bit. And she stands up from her throne and she steps down from the dais, holding out a hand as a returned runs up and sort of offers her an assistance as she steps down. And she stands over in front of you, Feverisk, and she waves her hand again. And another returned walks over and then gets down on all fours and makes his back as flat as possible. <laughs> and then she goes, okay, so Hyrule? Indeed. I hand her the dice, uh, I hand her my dice and say, <clears throat> the honor of going first goes to the home player. And uh, she begins to shake the dice in one hand and she shoots them onto the back of this uh, return and they roll up. So uh, while she's uh, looking at her dice to count them, I'm going to cast guidance on uh, Feverisk. So I assume he's about to try to cheat, so... <laughs> so, uh... You'll see. So tell me... <laughs> tell me what kind of dice these are. Uh, these are very fine, um, like, ivor- carved ivory dice. Uh, you know, they, they've been holed out on every side. They've clearly mm-hmm. seen some, some use. <clears throat> there are There are two of them. Uh, each with the pips on uh, little circular pips on every side, so it looks like the the kind of dice you'd usually mm-hmm. see around this time. There's a little bit of uh, gold leaf on the uh, on the inside of each pip, rather than being black. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so they're like a white with gold. And how many sides do each of the dice have? Uh, six. They're all six-sided. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> all right. So she's going to roll her two six-sided die. Uh, one of them comes up a three, and the other one comes up a four. Mm-hmm. So I take the dice back. Uh, and can I reveal the, the trick here, Chris? Oh, you absolutely can. So these, I have two artificer infusions, uh, and <laughs> one is my, one is my spear, which returns to me. And the other is these dice, which basically allow me to have them come up whatever number I want. Uh, so I roll and I roll just slightly better than her. Um, so what did she have? A four and a three. So I'll roll like a, um, uh, I'll roll a two and a six. As it lands, the two and the six, and she goes, oh, drat, I guess I have to give you this amulet. And she hands you the amulet of Karametra. She goes, make sure to, you know, take good care of it and don't die. Mm, Thank you, human. Um, Can I do an arcana check on the amulet to see if it actually does anything? Uh, You can do an arcana check. Um, I'm I'm also gonna roll Arcana because I'm uh, proficient in it. Well, I'm gonna it's roll twenty three. I'm gonna roll an eight. So <laughs> uh, it looks like a magical amulet to Arethros. Uh To Feverus, you said you had a twenty three. Yeah. Uh, it, it feels you don't feel any magic coming from it. <laughs> it just feels like a really nice amulet <laughs> in your hand. <laughs> All right. Well, it was worth a shot. Uh, so shall we go rest for the night? Sure. sure. Hmm. All right, let's get some sleep here. And we'll go challenge those Minotaur in the morning. To uh, to shortcut some of the experience here, uh, you are all led into individual rooms uh, with beds that are actually really comfortable. Uh, it looks like they've been recently bought and recently furnished. You're given a meal of perfectly normal food. You're each still alone. Uh, and also, the whole time you're in your rooms, uh, there is a returned in the room with you, just standing and watching you. Uh, it does not move. It makes no pretense of leaving. Uh, even as the night kind of goes on and it gets later and you start to feel tired, this returned just stands in the corner of the room watching you. Uh, well, since I don't eat and I don't sleep, uh, I leave my food untouched and I just kind of sit on the ground uh, and, and just kind of... Uh, Pelt the returned with little pebbles mindlessly. I uh, I, I have my bronze sable uh, gataki keep an eye on them for me while I uh, take a nap, fall asleep. Eating some of my own provisions and not what she provided. <laughs> Aww. Bronte is very disturbed, but he's just going to fall asleep. He's going to get in the bed and face away from the, the undead and then fall asleep praying to Karanos for insidest into this situation continuously until he falls asleep. Uh, as you are going to sleep, Bronte, um, you do doze off and you do have a vision. Uh, you see a bolt of lightning streak across the sky and from that lightning falls what appears to be a gold mask. And as it hits the ground in front of you, it shatters. And from it you see a wisp of blue and black smoke rise up and then as you are looking at it you see the hoof of a giant minotaur slam down on it and then you wake up the next morning perfectly rested um the undead sort of 
simultaneously all at the same exact time that are in your room turn and open the door and motion for you to leave. <laughs> As I walk out, I kind of pat one on the head. I guess pat one, pat mine on the head. It uh, it actually kind of cocks its head at you, and it's wearing a frowning gold mask, but it seemed to appreciate that. <laughs> you can feel it kind of like, you know, loosen up a little bit. Um, but they do lead you out into a hallway, and then that, from there, another contingent of them start to just sort of force you kind of out of the palace and down the streets of Asphodel. Um, as you walk out into the City of the Dead, uh, into this uh, necropolis, um, you do see that it is absolutely full of these returned. And they are going about their daily lives in a way that seems almost reminiscent of a normal city, except everything feels kind of thin and hollow, as if they're just sort of acting out the motions. You see that there are stalls set up as if there was they were selling food or other wares, um, but there is no food. There's just baskets, and people are haggling over these clay discs. Um, there's these towns and the, these town center areas sort of where there's boxes set up and where you would normally see a philosopher in Melitus who's talking about the divine. Uh, and instead, there's just returned standing there, uh, other returned gathered around them, but none of them are speaking. Uh, the guards quickly sort of move you through the city, trying to keep your focus, moving you towards the exit. Um, you don't, you have not seen the queen, or excuse me, uh, whatever her name was, um, whoever that woman was. Uh, but you get the feeling that these guards are acting under her command as they escort you out of the city. Um, once you are through the gates, assuming that none of you try and break, make a run for it, which I know. Yeah. I don't know if I suggest that you're in the city of the dead. Um, but they do escort you out of the gates and you've had a full night's rest, by the way. So make sure all of your hit points and things are up to date. Um, I spent some time fixing Gataki overnight. Mm hmm. You're so, outside of the city walls. Mm -hmm. So real quick, from the gate, can we see, can we kind of figure out where that secret entrance was that we went into earlier? Uh, it's really hard to get an idea of where it was. Um, you kind of walked through this sort of wooded area. You didn't see the main entrance to the city um, when you were going to the secret entrance. Uh, you do see some trees and some more wooded area that you think might be... Uh, the same trees that were in the area where the secret entrance was. So it might be in that direction, but okay. you can't see anything that looks super familiar from where you are. Okay. Um, almost like it might've been on the other side, sort of further away from the main entrance. Um, but they do lead you outside. And you can actually see a pillar of smoke rising in the distance because the guards are going to lead you up to, um, I guess I'll start that over there. <clears throat> you do see a pillar of smoke. And the guards are sort of escorting you in that direction. And as soon as you get, it's probably a good hour's worth of walking. The guards are entirely silent. They are not interested at all in interacting with you. I'm still talking um, to them the whole time. <laughs> none of them respond to you at all. And none of them are, have any interest in drinking your wine either. I don't offer it. Um, <laughs> um, but they do sort of take you in the direction. There's some hills. Uh, the land is sort of uncared for and unkept in this way um but you do crest a hill and you can see off in the distance what appears to be an encampment encircling that encampment you can see uh hulking figures um incredible ones if everyone, 
Uh, you know, they're, I would say they're actually pretty credible. Um, they're familiar. They look like the Minotaur, but you're at a pretty far distance. Um, could you all give me perception checks real quick? Yep. Uh, 19. 11. Oh, wait, 20. I'm sorry. Dirty 20. Mm-hmm. I have a nine. Uh, well, Feverus, you're the only one who sees this. Uh, you can see what appears to be a post that is a good maybe, you know, 20, 30 feet away from any of the tents of this encampment. And tied to the post appears to be a goat. Uh, My goat. It appears to have one horn that's a little darker than the other one, but you can't really get a good look at it from where you are. <gasps> My goat. Your goat? I like that goat. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and I think we'll call it for this session with y'all standing uh, with an army of or a contingent of an army of the dead behind you and what appears to be an encampment of minotaurs ahead of you. Uh, And we can pick up next week with the thrilling conclusion of (laughs) Asphodel and Sulphur. Hey, you don't know it's going to be thrilling. Oh, I think it's going to be pretty thrilling. This is going to be a lot of minotaurs. <laughs> well, spoiler alert. <laughs> There's a lot of minotaurs in the minotaur camp. So, m- my final thoughts about this is that I am definitely going to side with the minotaur here uh, as much as possible. And I'm going to use the amulet uh, that I won off that woman to prove that they have lots of riches there, but they're trying to sneak it out a back door and we have to attack immediately. I have no idea what my plan is. I'll figure that out when we're playing next week. Because <laughs> <laughs> thinking ahead is for suckers, not fighters. And Bronte is going to assist Fevriskin, uh getting the Minotaurs to attack the, the so-called queen of the returned and i am going to just uh i don't know i'll find out what happens next week (laughs) (laughs) um i i hope everyone listening has been enjoying this little DD thing so far it's uh something that started on our discord server last year and uh if you want to get involved with the Discord server and our whole Vorthos community, you can head over to patreon.com slash the Vorthoscast. So everyone supports us there, gets access to the Discord, where we have a bunch of people very excited about all kinds of things, always chatting about neat stuff, and uh, playing a little D&D sometimes. And if you want to get some bonus content we have a tier that lets you get a short monthly episode called pull from the deep where we talk about you know whatever topics and then at our highest tier you can be a live listener so we record our shows thursdays at 7 to 7 30 eastern time so if that's a time that you are free and would like to listen to us record the show live uh, you'll get to listen to everything a couple days early get to chat with us before and after the show and uh, hang out with some of our other live listeners. It's a, it's a good old time. And, uh, you know, there's there's plenty of time to get involved with that before our apparently, allegedly thrilling conclusion to this D&D adventure. So if that's something you want to listen to live, uh, go ahead and check out the Patreon and you can get in on that as soon as possible. Thank you all for listening. This has been the Vorthos Cast.